Greetings. And God bless all those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose and glory today. Today or tonight, it's almost midnight, about seven minutes away from midnight. And I just thought I would do a voice recording on why I'm basically not dealing with my family right now. I love them, but they say they love me, but I don't think they really understand the true meaning of love because the Word of God tells us that a prophet has no honor amongst his own. And I can, I can relate to that, uh, being around my family. Uh, I'm not honored around them. And just recently, my daughter hung up on me after quoting the Bible to her. And my dad basically cussed me out last month for doing good, for going in and cleaning his house. But we didn't finish because we got sick. So I got cussed out. The last time I went over to my mother's house, um, I was told that I was doing something on the job that God knows in my heart I didn't do. My mother told me that my cousin said that I was selling clothes. I said, oh Lord, Lord have mercy, Christ above, which we know is not true. I took clothes up there and gave them away because I had an excess. I didn't offer or sell anything. So it makes me feel like every time I go around my mother, she takes a stab at me, a jab at me, and it just hurts me to the core of my beings. The last time I seen my cousin, who I call Sistica, I love so much, we were at a public event in Arlington, um, at the Arlington Mall, to see a movie called Color Purple. And I heard my cousin's voice I looked around but I was in line waiting for the lady to take care of me and when I looked back around my cousin had walked away but her best friend was with her her best friend acknowledged me her best friend waved at me and her best friend walked away with my cousin who never said hey hi hey cuz nothing and that hurt me to the core of my being that she wouldn't even say hey cousin how you doing you know and the last time that I talked to my auntie on the phone who I love I love her so much because she basically raised me but ever since she got with that man her boyfriend the dynamics of our relationship changed, and I noticed that it changes, and now I'm called a heifer every time she gets an opportunity, and I don't like to be called out of my name. I'm a grown woman at 60 years old, and I don't care who you are, and I don't care how it feels coming out of your mouth, like it's okay, it's just a pet name. I don't like that kind of stuff, and I've always told her, but it doesn't. she doesn't care because it's a stab at me. Because her man is so over, I don't know what's going on with him, but ever since I have met him, he has flirted with me, he's tried to get at me, and God in 
the holy name of Christ, I would never fool with nobody uh, that has fooled with or is still fooling with a family member. And besides, he has AIDS. I, Lord God Almighty, I can't even imagine or fathom having any kind of relationship other than high and by because he belongs to somebody that I love that I would never disrespect, never call her out of her name. And these are just some of the things that I deal with in my family. You know, the word of God says that the righteous fall seven times and he delivers us out of everyone. And I have fallen in the presence of my family. I've been beguiled, I've been duped, and I've been lied to and lied on. I've been tricked, manipulated, and all sorts of wickedness have happened from the ones that I came home to be with. So, I mean, there's other things. My cousin Freddie, he manipulated, tricked me. Yes, he did. And he did some things to me that I agreed with that I didn't want to do, but I did it anyway because of my love. And he's afraid that I'm going to tell somebody what he did to me. Well, ain't no sense of you being afraid because I, I agreed at the time because I, out of love. But when I think back on the manipulation to get me to, to do what I did with him, it was the same with my other cousin that came out of jail. Just my love allows people to manipulate me. And, and I know that I have those areas of weaknesses because of the life that I had growing up was such a horrible life, but it made me pure in my heart to the point where I trust people, but then I get hurt and, and I, I, when I give my whole heart to people and I give my whole ounce of love to individuals and only to get back mi mistreatment, lies, and jealousy, it makes me pull back. It makes me not want to be around the family. And I mean, there's some things that has happened in this family where God has used me. And I have not said to all the individuals the things that went on around those situations, the death of uh, family members that has occurred in our family that I had an opportunity to speak to before they passed. And this happened on multiple occasions with several different family members. And on one message, I called out a couple, but I'm not gonna go into detail as to each and every one of those situations that I've had with individuals who are no longer here in this family. The Lord told me to just come out in a month from them. And so that's what I'm doing until this family realizes who I am and that I cannot be played with and cannot be manipulated. And I feel like my auntie that wants to call me a heifer every opportunity she gets is a stab at me. It ain't respect, it's disrespect. It's not caring, it's none caring. You don't care about my feelings, otherwise you wouldn't do it. And to be rejected and act as though I don't even exist when I'm in a public place with a family member who obviously seen me. 
because the Lord made sure not only did she see me, but I was included on the film at the very end. Glory be to God. And I wasn't even asking. I, because of my seats and the, the amount that I paid, they had me up front. Praise God. And so I got an opportunity to be filmed. Glory be to God when they was filming the event. But that's the Lord. So when they wanted me to come and celebrate and, and dance and be happy with them, it was hard. It was difficult. I couldn't see myself there. And besides, even if I wanted to go, the Lord had already rearranged and prepared me to be able to be doing something, making money, doing hair. I wouldn't have been able to go to the party anyway because I was doing a head of hair on that Saturday, the 24th of February. Glory be to God. So I just want to thank the Lord for my life of isolation because I know I have been chosen by the Lord God Almighty. The light that shines in me comes from the Lord that gave it to me, that put it in me, that put it on me. And I'm not going to go back on my relationship with Christ to please my family member. So this is kind of what I'm dealing with because every time I talk to them, they assume something is wrong. Why do they assume something is wrong? Because of the trials and the tribulations that the Lord God Almighty allowed me to go through from the womb being sexually assaulted, being locked up in closets, being beaten and kidnapped. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I can't help that God called me to a life of suffering coming out of the womb. And even if my life end in suffering, it's still going to be for the glory of God. The Lord said that there is a shame that is unto sin and there is a shame that is unto glory. Hallelujah. And grace. And I believe that my. All of that, the things that I had to go through that caused me to be shamed in the presence of the family to for them to look bad on me because they're high and mighty and pompous. You see, the Bible says we're going to fall. And see, when we fall in the presence of our family member, oh, they get to hold that over their head, over your head. Oh, this happened. Oh, that happened. Oh, she this. Oh, she that. And not knowing it's for the glory of God, but they sitting back judging and criticizing. Oh, man. And when I got that job working with my cousin, I felt like it was a setup. I was happy to get the job, praise God. My background was able to be cleared and what have you, and thank God for that. And then I get the job, and the Lord only had me there for seven months. And boy, I dealt with the spirit of jealousy. Oh, Lord, it was coming from multiple directions. An evil, wicked spirit. Just my presence being in the building was causing some upheavals and uproars. I didn't have no clue what was going on behind my back. 
and then one of my family members. <laughs> I don't know which one, but I have a good suspicion. But nevertheless, I thought it was one person, but it had to be someone else that was a little bit more closer to me that had access to our HR department. Who would go out of their way to go on my Facebook page, find a picture of me with my back out in a jumpsuit where I went to work on a Saturday, nobody in the building. And how did they find that picture? And how did they know it was a Saturday? Because they were strolling after me. And this is the things that I've had to deal with with this family. So I can say with all honesty and with all love, I know that I'm hated. My brother has cussed me out at least two times in, in his few days. And since I've been back in Texas, cussed me out about my ex-husband, cussed me out about some stuff I'm talking about on TV. Where does the anger come from? What did I do to him for him to cuss me out or feel like it was okay for him to cuss me out? And then he go get a, 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 a cross tattoo on his chest. To God be the glory on that. That's all I can say. But the word of God tells me not to accept the person of the unrighteous. And so I have stepped back and I have let this family do whatever this family has always wanted to do and always have done. I have come home to Texas and did nothing but good. Now they might have looked at my faults my failures before God as a reason to judge me or a reason to look down upon me, but I ain't did them personally no harm. I haven't spoken against one family member. I haven't gossiped or gone into detail or prayed against one family member, but they have found, found reasons to cause discord. They have found reasons to cause hatred. And my mother, since I've been back in Texas, have called me and cussed me and, and, and drove by my house and called my house a shack and called me a bee and sped off and all kind of wickedness. I've had to deal with her since I've been back in Texas, running over my house every time she felt like it when I was married. Bless the Lord. She was part of the reason our marriage didn't work. And I'm not saying she was the main reason, but she was a great part of my marriage not working, running over up to my house every time she felt like she needed to be here. Like, I don't understand that wickedness that I've had to deal with. But I do understand that I'm hated without cause. And I have no honor amongst this family. Though they are proud of me in certain instances, yet they find it quickly in their heart to turn that pride or love for me upside down into some catastrophe or some major issue. And I tell you about when it comes to support, when I had my surgery, I can count on one hand the people that came to see me doing my surgery. Around the same time my uncle Eddie was being um, funeralized, he was, they were having his uh, funeral. 
And I was in the hospital past the funeral and they still didn't come. My mother never once came to the hospital to see me. Yes, she helped me a little bit afterwards, but it's just the wickedness. My Aunt Shirley, she didn't come to the hospital to see me. It's just the wickedness that I see. And I involved, when I had the church, the only people that came to the church was my mom and my Aunt uh, Linda Faye. Tried to get my Aunt Shirley to come visit me. She wouldn't come. Tried to get my cousin, no. And when I had my thrift store, I can count on one hand who came to, to support my thrift store. Hallelujah. My mama came to my thrift store only so she could be nosy, but that was okay. I didn't mind. My dad came to my thrift store. Um, my cousin Tina and her wife came to my thrift store, and Uncle Junior passed by just to invite me to his birthday party. But that's it. That's all of the support I got. I think my cousin and my aunt Shirley, they did donate some things, but they they never came up there. And my cousin Kathy would throw in my face, oh, how she gone to her best friend's thrift store but and bought some shoes, but she would never come to mine. I just didn't understand, but I do understand when you're hated and lied to and tricked and deceived as though you like, then you'll get all of that. You get the people hanging up on you. You get the people cussing you out when they're not even saying thank you for the work that you did do. You get taken out of town just so that they could observe what you got going on. I don't know. It's just a, I mean, I appreciate the things that has been done in, a, in good faith. But the overall gist of it makes me turn my back and bow my head before the Lord God and get on my knees and forsake all of the reasons I came to Texas. So that is why I'm not dealing with my family because they don't love me in heart and in spirit. They say it with their mouth, but their heart is far from it. And my Auntie Shirley, it's like a game to her. I don't play them games with nobody no more. I'm not going to be around you only to be frolicking and be talked about as soon as I leave. You know what love bombing is? I get that. I recently found out about love bombing. They love bomb you while you in their face. Oh, I love you. Oh, you're just this. You're so sweet and this and that. And then under, but under their breath, they're cursing you. And when you leave your, their presence, they're glad you're gone. Because something about you has interrupted their home. Something about you has caused some issues in their life. Something about you, what you got going on or what you don't got going on, whatever the case may be, their heart is not pure when they're saying that they love you. They love you, but they don't love you. Or they love you, but they don't like you. And see, I come with the purity in my heart. Ain't no, when I say I love somebody, there ain't no, no uh, preliminaries. 
There is nothing going on behind those words other than what's being said. And when I said my heart is pure and I mean it with every ounce of energy, but I will not stay around. I will not tolerate. I will not continue being around people that will not respect me being around people that constantly feel like they could treat me any kind of way, say any kind of thing, do any kind of thing they want to do. Glory be to God. I give it away and I give it to the Lord today. If there's anything else that I need to say on this voice recording, Lord God, let me say it before I end this message. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What I say to my family today is that I forgive each and every one of you. And I'm going to name you all out today before I end this message. Because I need you to know why I'm forgiving you. I'm going to call my cousin Shaw out. Who I don't even really believe is a true family member. But that's a whole nother story. I forgive you for causing my relationship trouble when I was dating someone that was your dad's friend. All of y'all, my uncle, your son, had somewhat to say. Didn't have none of the, it wasn't none of their business, but they had somewhat to say. So I forgive you, Shaw, I forgive you, uncle. For speaking and saying things that was none of your business. I ain't never got in your business. I ain't never said anything to your wife or to your girlfriend about you cheating or none of that crap. I don't go into people's family members talking any kind of ungodliness. But y'all sure had a, a business to get into mine. I forgive my cousin Didi. Hallelujah for her wickedness against me. For coming against me. Just just some foolishness. I forgive you. Hallelujah. I forgive my daughters. Hallelujah for rejecting me, forgetting about me, not calling me. And when they do speak to me, they're so abrasive and ungodly and un... They're, they're not like my daughters. They're like demons hanging up on me because I'm, I'm quoting the scripture. Or bringing up false past memories that don't exist or it didn't happen the way y'all thought it did. I forgive you. I forgive my Aunt Shirley for her wickedness and plateauing around. And when I come over there, I, I recall one day I was at my auntie's house. And I don't know what it is about her boyfriend that is so into me or want to be with me or have a crush on me I don't know what that wickedness is all about but I recall my auntie saying to him are, are you feel better now that she's here I, I was like oh my lord didn't make me want to come back over there no more it's like it's a game this is real life and I ain't trying to get involved in nobody's situation that is ungodly I got my own mistakes to, to deal with. I got my own areas where I fail that I have to repent to my God. And you would think that the family would be holy enough to understand who I am and pray for me when I fall. But no, they love it when I fall. And so they can jump all down my crack and talk about me and break my back from a spiritual perspective. 
I forgive my cousin Kathy for acting like I'm not here, trying to be like me, trying to do like me, trying to act like me, and refuse to accept anything I have to say when it comes to God. When I was the one that wrote that letter years ago, before you were saved, I wrote you a letter, but all of a sudden you got uh, uh, amnesia. She don't remember. It's okay. God remembers everything, and everything is being documented and recorded. I forgive my mother for all of the foolishness, all of the wickedness that she has caused in my life and won't repent of it, won't say she's sorry, won't ask forgiveness, won't go to the Lord, but will continue and continue and continue and continue. Right now, today, she done left me two voicemail messages. Oh, Doris, I, I hope everything all right, and, and I hope ain't nobody got you held captive over there. Uh, I got some money for you. If you need some money, like everything. They don't have no idea, no clue. Ain't nothing wrong over here. God got me. Oh, my gosh. Who else, Lord, do I need to forgive today? I forgive my cousin Freddie for beguiling me, leading me down a path that I had no business going down because you're so dominant in some areas. You're wicked. And my heart was tender towards you. And I never should have did what I did with you, but that's okay. God forgave me. You didn't want Kit Kat to know, but I'm going to let you know that God know. Hallelujah. I forgive every person in this family that have said and done things to me behind my back to make me and help me withdraw from them. The constant lies that is being spread around the family. I forgive my brother for saying that he loved me and wanting to love me, but in his heart of hearts, he doesn't. Outwardly, he'll try, he'll, you know, do things, but inwardly, it's a hate that I have felt for a long time. There, I mean, the only reason someone will cuss you out is because there's hate in their heart towards you. At any point in time, if they find it in their heart to cuss you, it's because they have long-time hate. It just don't happen overnight. It's been there for a very long time. And whatever I did to my brother when we were young, I asked you to forgive me. If any one of you that tunes into this message regarding me and my family that I'm speaking of today, which is something I needed to get off my chest I asked you to forgive me. If I've hurt you, I asked you to forgive me. I mean, I haven't physically touched anyone, and I haven't, I have not spoke my words against any family member, other than what they may have done to me personally, or spoken of me personally. But physically, spiritually, I haven't done anything but pray for you that the glory of God would keep us and spare us from all hurt, harm, and danger. But the enemy has caused this division that is wicked. And if you're a spiritual person, you feel things. And you trust God to lead and guide you into all truth and into all righteousness. Hallelujah. I don't know one family member 
that's truly for me. I might say that my cousin Sylvia has a special love for me, which I greatly appreciate. But the worldly conversations that she has, bless her soul, she's sweet as life. I just have a difficult time with the day-to-day conversations that is not about God. When conversations are in length and it has nothing to do to glorify the Lord, I find those conversations boring. And and they're not easy to, to stay in. That's why I don't do a lot of phone calling. Because a lot of the conversations within the family member is selfish. It's, you know, just about them or their life or or what's going on in their world, which I don't have a problem with is if there's something that I could do to help them, if something I could pray about, something I can go before the Lord with. But the majority of my family member are not on a level that wants to talk about God. My Bless my brother's heart. If it's not about a woman, I won't be able to have two minutes of a conversation with him because everything and everything he got going on is all wrapped around women who is sucking the very essence, sucking the very life out of him. He don't realize the same way he's seeking after these women and going after this woman and going after that woman. And every every conversation I have with him is about a woman, but I can never talk about God in his presence. Oh, I like God, uh, he says to me. You know, I'm, we might not say nothing or talk about it, but I do love the Lord. Yeah, I couldn't tell because I can't even have a conversation with him about God unless it's going backwards. He gonna hang up on me or he gonna get off the phone with me. He's not gonna stay on that phone to talk about the love of Jesus Christ. If I get was to get my Bible out and start talking to any one of my family members, they gonna shut down. You know why they're going to shut down? Because they're going to look at me like, oh, you a sinner too. Yes, I am. Saved by grace and forgiven. May have fallen my six or seven times, but glory be to God, I comes up out of them because the Lord is the one that guides my life and is in control of my soul. So if you got anything to say against me or against my life, you're speaking against the one who created me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I forgive every one of them. It doesn't matter what they've said, what they've done, and how or how they have acted behind my backs or how they treat me when I'm in their presence. Because the Spirit of God sees and knows everything. And those secret thoughts, the Lord says, are an abomination. Those secret thoughts that you have against me and the Lord are abominations. He hates the thoughts of the evil ones, the Lord says. I have no impure thoughts against anyone in this family, but I'm hated on my nieces, Juanisha, Cheyenne, Mercedes. I forgive y'all for not wanting me in your life. I haven't did anything but try to do good. And though I may have messed up in your eyes, I haven't did anything to you. You may not have liked the way I've conducted business, 
but it is upon you how you love and not love me. I haven't done anything to you. Glory be to God. And I forgive you for the hatred that you have towards me. I forgive you for having the easiness in your heart to cuss me, Cheyenne. I forgive y'all all knowing that I love y'all with so much love. It's, it just don't make sense. I could cry about the love that I have for them, but they will not accept my person. I feel like that my light is so shining before men. I'm hoping that they would see my good works and praise my Heavenly Father, but because they're so close to me, they're blinded. Blinded by the light of the Lord God Almighty that they cannot see their cousin. They're not, they can't see their auntie. They can't see the, that I love them. It's the same kind of love that God has for his people. But they're so quick to turn their back on God, so quick to reject the Lord, so quick to not pray, so quick to not pick up their Bible, so quick to turn on this devilish, ungodly music and just worship Satan at the highest point and the highest pivot in their life. Glory be to God. I forgive every individual in this family that has talked about me, had full-blown conversations, but would not let me be a part of it. Full-blown conversations I've heard in the spirit. One day I was laying in my bed, not long after the Lord had allowed me to move here to Texas. Maybe I came here in 2015, it might've been 16 or 17, maybe 18, I'm not, I don't recall that I was laying in my bed and I heard a full-blown conversation from my cousin, Kathy, as though I was standing in her house listening to her talk. You see, when my children were young, the Lord would let me hear their conversations too. Anytime they were talking about me and the Lord wanted me to know, he would let me hear word for word. One day I set my three children down after the Lord let me hear a conversation that they had about me. And I set those my three children down and I said to my children, the Spirit of the Lord let me hear y'all's conversation today. He wouldn't let me know who said what, so I asked him, I said, who said that mama make me sick? And one of them said, I did. Who said such and such and such? I did. Who said so and so and so? I did. They all confessed. So I'm trying to tell you that this is how God deals with me when he wants me to know that he's getting ready to do something. Glory be to God. Or he's getting ready to let me know what's going on so that I can be in the know. Hallelujah. So that one day I was laying in this bed and I heard my cousin talking to her husband because I had asked her if she would, you know, help support the ministry or help me get it started. Because the Lord had told me a long time ago that he had appointed her to help me with my ministry, that she was going to be like my co-pastor. But her heart, her heart, the Lord told me years later that it wouldn't be so. 
because a spirit had entered into her heart. And now it's a, it's a competition. It's been a competition since I moved back to Texas. And even before I left Texas, it was a competition. And I, I mean, I never saw it that way. I never thought about it. I, I don't know what happened or when that happened to her, but it had to be some time after I sent her that letter when I was in Austin concerning her lifestyle and that she needed to repent and needed to start living for the Lord. You see, the Lord had me send out many letters also to my sister when she was in California with her husband or boyfriend when before the, all of the babies were born. I was on the phone with my sister and she was cussing up a storm. I mean, and then I heard the, the boyfriend, one, I think his name was, you know, he passed too. But um, both of them was cussing at, cussing at the children and they were infants. They were little bitty things. And the Lord prompted my heart to write a letter to my sister. And he also had me write a letter to my cousin, but I was in a different place in a different state. Well, I was still in Texas, but I was in Austin at that time. Then also the Lord had me to go to different family members. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm telling you family, I love you, but I cannot stay with the disrespect. I cannot continue to oblige y'all's desire for me. Y'all can live y'all life how the Lord called you to, but you can leave me out of the ungodliness, all of the sin that has been committed before the throne of heaven, all of the wickedness that has been done in my face and behind my back when it came to me. God will judge all things, and I trust the Lord to judge me as well for my sins, for my wickedness, for my ungodliness, and that you would, instead of speaking against me, that you would pray for me, knowing that God has called me from the womb. I can, I can confess, and if... If you can confess this, raise your hand that God Almighty came to you personally and spoke to you like he did me when I was 19 years old living in Los Angeles, California. If you have heard God's voice, then you know it sounds like thunder and lightning and Russian ocean water all at the same time. But if you've never heard the voice of God, then you should be careful very careful about who you speak against and what you say against them. I forgive my Aunt Linda Faye today. The Lord just put her before me. When I moved to Texas so many years ago, I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. So that's almost going to be 40 years ago. I, I lived in my Aunt Linda Faye's and my grandmama's house at that time that I came from California and uh, two cars hit the bedroom that I was in. I know it was just the enemy trying to destroy that pregnancy that God had called into existence. Because two, two and a half years prior to that date, I was in California when God came to speak to me and told me that I was going to have three children and then that I was going to be married and that he would never leave me nor forsake me, that he would be with me even until the end of time. I had to go through some things that day when God came 
the enemy came shortly thereafter the Lord when after the Lord left my presence and I got a chance to tell my roommate what the Spirit of the Lord had said when he came when our Father God came glory be to God I had to go through some things that day hallelujah Satan came into my house yes he did praises be to our heavenly family and that's why I know God is real and so is Satan but two and a half years moving forward I was pregnant with my oldest daughter living with my grandmother on Village Creek in Barry and those two cars was racing down Barry and hit my grandmother's house it just so happened that my aunt was not home that day it was just my grandmother and myself and those two cars hit that house and they end up having to take me to the hospital because um, I was so shaken, shaken up and, and distorted and, and just, you know, it was, it was one of those situations where I thought the baby had been hurt, which very well could have caused some of the issues that she's having today. Her, her mental issues that she's having, manic depression, bipolarism, and you name it, she's got some issues, seizures. You, you name it, she's got some, some major mental issues going on, talking about my oldest child. But that day that my, my, uh, I came back from the hospital and I'm at my grandmother's house and, and my aunt comes home from work and she's in her full strength and full youth in them days. And I mean, she was a mean somebody to deal with, my aunt Linda Fane. And I tell you, she promised me, promised me. I didn't get a penny from that situation. I wasn't expecting and didn't ask. She told me she promised that whenever I wanted to get a car or whenever I needed some money or something, that she would give it to me. And boy, I, the, the ooh. After I was, when I was like six or seven months pregnant, I was living with my dad on Casanata with him and uh, Joyce. I call Aunt Linda Faye and say, Aunt Linda Faye, I need a car. You said that anytime I needed a car, if you would just help me, uh, you said you would help me. I don't remember saying that. Boy, my heart dropped all the way inside of my belly with that baby. And she's never kept her word. I forgave her, moved on, didn't worry about it. But when I look at her today, she's the youngest out of her family, out of her sisters and brothers. But she look older than them all, and she's doing worse health-wise. I didn't cause her to go through those things. I don't think that I had anything to do with it. But I tell you, the judgment of God, the judgment of God on your wickedness. When people do stuff while they're in their full strength because they can, and they lie, because they can, and they don't keep their word because they can. Oh, lo and behold, the angels of the Lord see it all. The angels see everything. Glory be to God. I had another family member that died not long ago, maybe two or three years ago. My young cousin came over to my house and I don't know what was going on in his little mind, but it was perverted. And I told him, I said, God gonna get you, boy. I'm talking about my little cousin Joseph. Yes, I am. Everybody don't know what goes on 
behind closed doors. I, I told him God was going to judge him for his wickedness. I don't know what he thought in his mind was going to happen when he came over to my house acting ungodly. I don't know if he was high, drunk, what the case may be, but I told him the Lord was going to deal with him. And he got dealt with. And my, on to another situation with my daddy's girlfriend, Cynthia. When I tell you her death was expeditiously quick after she laid hands on me and slapped my glasses off my face, I want to say it was probably 90 days from that her slapping me that the Lord called her home. The word of God says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. That means by word or deed. That woman slapped my glasses off my face because I went over there for my dad. Because my dad wanted her out that house. Now, I don't play about my, my daddy. Anybody that know me know I loves my daddy. Don't matter how many times he done cussed me out. Don't mean, matter how many times that he done ushered me out of his life for whatever reason God knows knowing I ain't did nothing wrong because I love my daddy you don't hurt people that you love you understand you don't talk bad about people you love you tell the truth when you speak of them but you don't talk down or talk bad or you know curse them with your words I love my dad now it's always been my heart but my heart is actually broken right now and that's another big reason that I'm not really dealing with the family because my, my heart is broke my heart is broke. I don't know how much more someone can take. The disrespect, the cussing, the hanging up, the acting like I'm not important, the, you know, putting me down every opportunity they get. But back to, to uh, Cynthia. I went over to my dad's house because my dad called me, told me she's trying to call the police on him, and da-da-da-da this, and she won't get out of my house. And I rushed over there, and I faced that monster, that little old bitty woman. I say a monster because the demon was what I was really dealing with. The Word of God says we wrestle not against with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and high places, you know. So I goes over there to take care of that situation, and uh, that woman raised her hands and slapped my glasses and broke them. Basically, boy, what she do that for? Because I got her down on the ground quick, fast, and then the hair raised my hands up, and the Spirit of the Lord said, don't hit her, Doris. Don't, don't hit her. Don't do it. Don't do it. I heard the angels, so I did not hit her. And guess what, y'all? I let her up off that floor, helped her pack her stuff in my car, and drove her to her hotel and helped her take the stuff out the car and was nice to her, didn't cuss her, never spoke against her, dropped her off. It wasn't long, wasn't even a good two weeks or a week later, she was back over there with daddy and I knew then that I would never get involved in their business, never again. I said, that's it for me. And I, I was over my uncle's house having a good time with them, only to find out that she had passed away. And I had, I mean, it hurt me to my heart because I love the girl. It doesn't matter what people do to me. Like, I love my family. I ain't spoke against them. I ain't came against them. I ain't did nothing in their life to cause them no trouble. And as much as my 
auntie's boyfriend is all wants to be in my face i would never violate that relationship because i love my aunt shirley too much i mean it got so bad with him that i had to tell him off on the elevator when we went to go see sheila who was in the hospital it's funny how when something happened to certain members all the family members go running over there but when i was in the hospital nobody came it's okay i'm just not important to them like that the wicked ones they get more attention than the godly it's always been that way let somebody in the family that's wicked go to the hospital oh the whole crew goes and i was in there for major surgery right hip replacement surgery and do you know not one the only person that came up to that hospital was my daddy and my oldest daughter and my husband that was it nobody else that's all it's, I say it just to say I, I see Sheila don't she ain't no more godly than a demon saying that he wants to be back in heaven but forgive me for saying that I forgive her too and she ain't really done nothing to me I'm just noticing, you know, how certain ones go to the hospital and boom, everybody just, oh, so-and-so in the hospital. Oh, we got to go. I don't understand it, but I do. Anyway, I didn't realize I was 48 minutes in. I guess I had a lot on my chest to say about this family that I love so much. And um, I do forgive every one of y'all. And I know y'all might be a little distorted about some of the things that I've said Y'all might be a little upset with me, but it ain't no different than the way I feel that y'all already feel about me. So it will be straight in line. The only thing that would surprise me is that I got calls and people said, Doris, I do love you. And I I apologize if I made you feel any kind of way. Now that I would be surprised if I got. I doubt very seriously that anyone in my family would call me and say, we sorry. Because they, you know, may have done it intentionally and they may not have done it intentionally. But if any of my family member listen to this message and don't feel in your heart that you've done anything, then that's fine. I, I can't blame you for something you don't feel like you've done. You know, only the Lord can convict us and prick our hearts. But I do forgive you all. I just won't associate with anyone that has no care for me. Even though the Lord careth for us, I pray and I repent and I ask you to forgive me if I've offended you, ask you to pray for me if I've hurt you in any way. And I also forgive y'all, but I will not be around this family as long as the Lord will guide me and lead me into truth and righteousness. I will not accept the person of the unrighteous in my life anymore so you can stop thinking something is wrong because that's your mindset to believe nothing is right glory be to God because see if I choose by the power and the spirit to alienate myself from ungodliness and all of the wickedness that causes me pain I think that I'm doing the right thing hallelujah All praises and all glory be unto our heavenly family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening.